Good afternoon. This was intended to go out yesterday before the fourth candle, but for technical difficulties, it did not. So I share this with you now uh, as we go into the fifth candle. This thought is a very layered, layered kind of, a, of an issue that I want to bring to your attention. The bottom line is that Hanukkah is actually the celebration of the sanctity of the Jewish home. And we can come at this from different ways, but tonight we're going to come at it from uh, from the medrash, so to speak. It's not really a medrash. There are many, many accounts of what went on during the Hanukkah story that we rely on to note the detailed history. One of the important turning points in the Hanukkah story is that after three years and eight months of a Greek decree against Jewish women that said that any Jewish marriage had to begin by having the bride given over to the Greek governor, to the hegemon, for relations before she could get married, after three years and eight months of that decree, the daughter of Matisyahu Kohen Gadol got married, and at her wedding party, where all the leaders of the Jewish people, the Chachamim, the Gadoli Yisrael, were gathered, she actually uh, uh, humiliated herself publicly by uncovering herself to the horror of the guests there, and she said, what are you horrified about? We are tolerating the degradation of Jewish women all the time. Where are the heroes of the Jewish people who are like Shimon and Levi, who went and took revenge for the dignity of God's name against the city of Shechem when Shechem and Hamor kidnapped and raped Dina? And that's what spurred her brothers uh, Yehuda, Yochanan, Yonasan, Shimon, and Elazar, the five sons of Matisyahu, Kohen Gadol, that's what spurred them to take on uh, the rebellion against the Greeks. But clearly, this is a very important aspect of the whole Hanukkah story, how Jewish women were allowed to be degraded or, and, uh, and how it was tolerated. But more importantly, what we see from the way that she uh, approached this issue that we see that the uh, Golos Yovan, the whole exile of Greece, the experience that we're having with the Greek exile, like all the other exiles, was foretold in Yaakov's life. Yaakov had four major challenges. He had the challenge of Esav, he had the challenge of Lavan, he had the challenge of Yosef, and he had the challenge of Dino. And each of those challenges represents a different exile. Lavan represents, according to the Medrash, the exile of Persia, Madai, and Paras, that's the Purim story. Yosef represents the exile of Bava, the Babylonian exile. Esav represents the Roman exile, Edom. And Dina represents the Greek exile. The Greek exile is unusual because there's no geographic exile. We don't go anywhere. We're, and it's not even an invasion. It's not even a political invasion or a military invasion. It's a cultural invasion. It's the willingness of the Jewish people to accept Greek culture as their own and to make their own culture, so to speak, their own Chachmas Torah secondary to Greek culture. Now, in the Maos Tzur, which describes the challenge of Hanukkah, say, Yevanim Nikbetsu Alai, and it says, Ufartsu Chomos Migdolai, they breached the walls of my towers, which is a metaphor for they broke into the temple. But it wasn't just the physical walls of the Beis HaMikdash that they breached. They breached the walls of the home. What home? The home of God, meaning the Beis HaMikdash, and also the Jewish home. Uh, 
The Greeks' approach to Jewish women was not simply to take advantage of them for their own personal pleasure. It was to degrade the Jewish woman and to thereby ruin the Jewish home by having the Jewish home not represent the presence of God, just like they wanted to make sure that the Beis HaMikdash, that other home, didn't represent the presence of God. Our idea of marriage parallels the marriage that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Jewish people is married to God, giving a home for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, and marriage itself is defined as the union of husband and wife in such a way that they bring in God into their own home. When Shimon and Levi respond to Dina's kidnapping and assault by attacking the city of, of Shechem, what they're doing is actually responding to protect the dignity of the Jewish people. At that point, Yaakov had become Yisrael. Shechem's attack on Dina was an attack on the, all Jewish women. Dina was all Jewish women. There were only... There was only Dina. That Yisrael had just become Yisrael, and Dina was being degraded as a Bas Yisrael. That was the first time that Kla Yisrael acted in a war as Kla Yisrael. Until then, it was just Yaakov. So Shimon and Levi actually take on the challenge represented by Shechem ben Chamor, and that was what was invoked by Hannah, the daughter of Matisiahu Kohen Gadol, during the Hanukkah story, because the parallels are perfect, meaning that the struggle around the Dina issue foretold the struggle that we would have with the exile of Yovan. So we're going to continue tomorrow night uh, to develop this idea, but right now what's important for us to know is that when we want to repair the breach that the Greeks made in the walls of our towers, we're talking about repairing the breach not only in the Beis HaMikdash, we're talking about repairing the breach in our own homes. And we're talking about making sure that our homes are sacred domains for sanctity, for the presence of God.